Good evening, Animaniacs, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. Kit, would you like to tell us a little bit more about the American Friend Institute? The American Friend Institute is an organization that honors the heritage of the motion picture arts. We produce educational podcasts about film, including Adam Sandler, Life in Pictures, and have curated a jury-selected list of 100 greatest films of all time. The American Friend Institute was founded out of our mutual disgust that The Exorcist was not on the American Film Institute's list of 100 greatest movies. It's also not on our list because no one nominated it. (laughs) I think we all probably thought someone else would do it. But you know what is on the American Friend Institute's top 100? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Hold on. I'm getting a call. Hello? Oh, hi, Hollywood. What's that? You need us to come save movies? Again? Ugh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Lethal Weapon, number 73. Thank you, Kit. So good. All right. Um, I am your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Uh, Tonight, we are kicking off a new triple feature. It will be, uh, it is a triple feature of my choosing called Mike's Animazing Triple Feature. Mm. Um, It's going to be three anime movies Mm because I think, I'm definitely not an anime guy. I'm pretty sure Kit, other than the Castlevania series, uh, is not a big anime buff. I, I think it's safe to say Kit is the biggest anime fan among the three of us. Okay, see, and I didn't think you were much of an anime guy either, no. but I wasn't sure. We could talk. Yeah. We could talk about like animes that we like or whatever. But yeah. I think, well, yeah, I Let think me... Kit likes Castlevania more than we like anything. Is what I'm that saying. That is true, so. <laughs> and it is on my Netflix watch list, so mm. I will get there. Um, but but yeah, so I picked three anime movies uh, that I was curious about. Like I've heard good things about, um, but it's just a. I don't know. It's interesting to me because anime is a genre, but the movies are of different genres. So I don't quite Mm -hmm. understand why or how that came to be, but it's definitely a thing. Uh, But yeah, I just thought it would be fun. I I also don't know if we've done any animated movies. We haven't. No. So I thought that would be Mm -hmm. kind of fun. Um, So this today, I guess I should say, uh, we're kicking off Mike's Animazing uh, triple feature with 1983's Golgo 13, The Professional. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is from a uh, really long running and I think possibly the most prolific manga um, that's still oh, going. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, and I guess I don't know if there was a series or if it was always just movies. It's I, it's all very different from like how I'm used to understanding culture. There were so. two live action movies Whoa. Um, before this one. Um, and they called well, the reason they added the professional as a subtitle for American audiences, I think, is so that they wouldn't think it was a series like oh, Golgo, Golgo the, 13. Oh, yeah, right. Like the 13th Golgo, which it yeah. does sound like uh, like a Godzilla villain or something. I, I, I will mm-hmm. say that I don't think that just adding a subtitle necessarily is going to no. 
have that effect. Well, I mean, so, he's like yeah. 007, but yeah. Um, and the name Golga is a reference to Golgotha. And probably Golga 13 yeah. is supposed to sound like Golgotha as well. Mm. So and that's why it's read... like a s- skeleton with a crown of thorns. Right. Did you read if that's supposed to be of any significance to like the the greater story that's not in the film? Or is that just kind of um, uh, something? I don't know what it has to do with the manga, but I mean, I think, you know, Spy as sacrificial figure is sure, okay. not uncommon. That okay. That does because there is the image of a skeleton with a, a yeah crown of th- uh, so that's what that is. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, nice. Yeah, thought that was cool. <clears throat> but anyways, so yes, I've picked. I I uh, did not want to pick like the three most famous animes of all time. I kind of yeah. wanted to just go with like stuff that seems to be well received. Like it's got a good IMDb, you know, rating. Uh, but then it's like, I've heard of it, but I don't know uh, that much about it. You know, Ghost in the Shell or something. Mm-mm, okay, I've heard of any of them either. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is Golgo Thirteen. The second one we're gonna do is Angel's Egg, uh, and then the third one is Wicked City. And I, as far as I understand, Angel's Egg is probably more of like the art house one, and then Wicked City is kind of back to action and uh, that kind of stuff. So anyhow, they're both great titles. Yeah. Yeah, and like they're all supposed to be very good, so I'm excited to watch all of these. Okay, um, but uh, let's—I guess that's that's me explaining my triple. So, uh, do you guys want to talk about your thoughts on anime in general, or before we go into the movie? Uh, well, I'll, I'll start because I feel like I feel like Kit's gonna have more to say. Um, I've never been much of an anime guy. Um, mm. I think when I was a kid, I'd watch stuff like you know, like Dragon Ball Z and pokemon and stuff but that i don't even think real anime people would take that seriously at all um and then like i like um most of the like studio ghibli movies i've seen i think um spirited away obviously princess mononoke is probably my favorite um my neighbor totoro is really really good and um a little bit devastating um we watched parko rosso a few years ago i remember yeah um that was fun um but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, most of the anime I watched was when I was a kid, and I feel like it's so, I don't know, there's something about it that I think especially like some of the the the, the deeper cuts, they it, it can it can feel kind of inaccessible. There's also just like a, a this sort of prevailing culture around anime that I think is is not always uh super easy to penetrate, if that makes sense. Like it mm-hmm. just feels like it's a very it's got its own like subculture that has a lot of weirdos in it um and I so think i that's think that's how those anime guys feel too oh i'm yeah i hope so um but yeah i mean you know you've got you've got all kinds of of strange things that you see on the internet from people who who like anime and it's just kind of like oh, i don't want to touch that um yeah but yeah that was uh like when i was doing online dating one of my like like unspoken criteria was that they not be like very into mm-hmm. anime. <laughs> I think that's I feel like it's, or, and it's Dr. A who also, right? And Dr. Who. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Uh, my, yeah. my, my wife's nephew, he's like 12, 13, very nice kid. Um, but he, he's like going down the anime road. Yeah. And I just like, I've just been like quietly letting Denise know, just like you guys, we got to watch out for this because like, <laughs> I just don't want him to go to high school and have no friends and be lonely See, and just that's, watch. Anime. It's cool now. This is the thing. I, I was. I think it's kind of. It's. I think it it's at it. least not like it was when we were kids. Okay. It I is so. culture. You know yeah. how like 
when we were kids, there was, I think there was a time where like hip hop was culture. Like everything was hip hop. And then recently, like everything has been gay. Everything is drag race. Like that just is like the defining meme of culture where everyone is getting all of their, is getting their aesthetic, their lingo, everything from it's anime. Anime is, could not be more mainstream than it is right now. I feel like, Interesting. Um, and it is, I think what cool kids are, <laughs> are into. All right. How far we have fallen as a society. Yeah. That that's my, well, I'm, that's I'm my glad sense to anyway. Hear it. Like, if he didn't know, I don't know, what Dragon Ball Z is, or I don't even know what's cool, but, like, he would be an outcast. <laughs> I think some of the cool ones are, and people people who are actually cool will laugh at this, but just going, like, from what I hear at work, like, uh, Death Wish is a really popular manga, mm-hmm. which I think is also an anime. Um, and then there's one about, like, these big monsters, that uh, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. um, mm. and... They uh, so one one anime series I've seen, which I actually the only anime series I've seen is Cowboy Bebop, which yes. is really great and I loved it. Yeah, uh, but there's also they made a remake for live action that was not very well received, which I haven't. Everyone watched, hates but, it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I don't mean to no, no. jump in. Kit, you are our anime expert, our anime expert, which is really saying something. Yeah, um. <laughs> but uh, what's like what's some of the ones that you first saw or that kind of drew you into it? I guess. To the extent okay. that you're in. I think we're mischaracterizing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen <laughs> top to bottom one anime series that Lee does not even consider anime. So I think okay. what got me into this, what probably opened the door, because for my, you know, I'm married to someone who loves anime um, and I make fun of him for it constantly and won't watch anything he wants me to watch. I've never seen a Ghibli movie. <laughs> um, the only thing, the only anime I had seen prior to Castlevania was Animatrix, which I think we watched at Andrew at like Punk House One or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like didn't care. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I haven't seen The Matrix, so I yeah. don't. I really don't care about the Animatrix. That's probably fair. Um, but during the pandemic, I started playing Atome games. Like I played Dream Daddy. Um, and then like any, basically any of any like dating game that like follows that same, like there's one about an arcade. Um, there's, there's, uh, the Arcana, there's, uh, Lee has sent me a couple that I haven't played yet, but, um, and so those guys are like anime guys and I don't like the ones when they're too anime. I'm like, no, because nobody's like they have to be cute and like I don't think that like the super like fantasy anime looking dudes look cool to me. Oh, the other thing is the Final Fantasy remake game. I watched a video about that and I was like, oh, that looks really cool from a story perspective. I really liked the story and I was trying to convince Lee to play it. Um, so that was another like window into anime. And then for some reason, I don't know what would have gotten me to watch the Castlevania cartoon other than the main guy being like hot and mean um if i would have seen that somewhere <laughs> but i watched it and it but as we've discussed it's amazing i love it so much and it was so violent and like you know to me like to my uneducated brain i guess 
like watching this tonight, I'm like, well, that seems like Castlevania because people are just telling me that's not really anime. But I'm like, they <laughs> seem like the same thing to me. Um, and then I have seen a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop and really liked them. And I'm planning to watch the whole series. Um, and then Denise has made some recommendations and I'm really interested in watching like Akira and then also for the, for the party we just had the video that I like the video component I made used a lot of anime, um, because it is very good for setting to music. Um, so to me, it's a little bit, oh, and after Castlevania, Lee recommended that I watch Monster, um, which is like, I think a super long running. It's also based on a manga, I think. Um, and I watched like 13 to 15 episodes of it. Wow. The, the theme is like my favorite song that I heard in 2021. I'm like obsessed with it. Um, but the show bugged the shit. It's just like the, it was also a dub, which I think could be part of why this was extra annoying, but like the, just people going like, "Uh, eh, uh," just like, it bugs me so much. Um, and the main guy was like super annoying, but again, that has a lot to do with voice acting. Um, and I thought the story was stupid, but it looked cool. It looked cool. And the themes were interesting, but yeah, I didn't like that one. There's also some just like ticks, like you, you reminded me like ticks of like, you know, Japanese writing and, and, and even, even on stuff that's not dubbed, like their voice acting and stuff. It's, it's not a. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just it's 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 yeah, it's, it's foreign to me. And so there's just like it's just like when you watch, you know, like a Chinese movie or if you watch any movie from from any country that isn't the one, you know, you're used to consuming media from. There's just yeah. there's just sometimes there are little ticks and like sometimes the way sentences are structured, even they just in certain words that are used, it just doesn't mm-hmm. totally translate to like how I talk and think. So I sometimes I feel like a disconnect. But that's, you know, yeah. And- and trivial. I do think, like, I so far tended to prefer, like, either, like, the urban, noir, dystopian style mm-hmm. yeah. or, like, Castlevania where it's, like, goth and stuff. Like, anything that I've seen of what, like, Lee grew up watching of, like, Dragon Ball or whatever where it's, like, the fighting or, like, Avatar, like, the fighting guys, I'm just, like, <laughs> I don't care. It just feels like the same thing over and over and, like, it's not cute. Like, I, it, I, I need like everything to be pretty and to me those aren't really pretty um so i mean i like the ones that are sort of mimicking like western genres or slamming together like multiple western genres in this like animation style but like that said i probably do need to see like i feel like i might really like Howl's moving castle which you know so far, my favorite anime things have moving castles in them. So, like, um, <laughs> I should I should try that, maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's all coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I think, for me, it's been something I've avoided, not just because of, like, we were talking about, like, the social element, where there was, like, oftentimes something clearly wrong with people who were very into anime. Um, but, like, when I was... <sighs> I guess I was in middle school, uh, but I remember Pokemon got really popular and it was like um, my friend, I, I specifically remember I was in the gym locker room in like probably sixth or seventh grade. And my friend was like, dude, when you get home today, you've got to watch Pokemon after school. Oh, no. It is so yeah. awesome. You've got to watch it. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause like I was still young enough where like I was into 
I was basically just getting out of like stuff that was like for kids or whatever. So I went home and I watched Pokemon and it's like the animation was terrible. The plot was so stupid. Like I could not care about any of it. Like it was just like very, very bad. And I think that that probably kept me from like getting deeper into it, even though it was quite popular in the late nineties and the early O's and stuff when I was a kid. And then Several years later, by the time I was in high school, is kind of when Adult Swim had their anime block on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And that's when I saw, like, Cowboy Bebop. And I remember borrowing the DVDs from a a friend. And But again, like, it didn't – it's not like that pulled me deep into it. I've still – it's still – you know, this is 20 years later and I'm still pretty – it's all pretty, you know, new to me. I think, like – I think the problem with Cowboy Bebop – because, like, I saw the very – I saw the serious finale of Cowboy Bebop. Like, I just stumbled across it. And I was like, holy shit. But then I also heard like, yeah, this is considered like the best thing ever. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. okay, I've already seen it. <laughs> so, right. But I think the Pokemon piece is huge because I had a similar thing where I'm a little bit younger than you and I'm a girl. So like I didn't know – I didn't really know any girls who played Pokemon. Um, but like every boy I've dated and, you know, and my friends have been like – you know, had great nostalgia for it. But I remember when we were kids, like, at, Cindy and I never had video games, but at Blockbuster, there were demos of video games, and, like, we would go play them, like, for the 10 minutes that we were in a Blockbuster. And we played Pokemon Snap, and we were both just like, what the fuck is this bullshit? As two kids who never played video games, yeah. <laughs> like, we were just like, this is the stupidest, most pointless thing ever. And I do think, like, t- you know, for good or ill, Pokemon kind of, like, if you didn't know anything about anime, like, that was, like, your idea <laughs> yeah. of, what, of what anime is. And, like, even since then, like, I've seen the other p- Pokemon video games, like the Pokemon, the stadium one, and I'm just like, what or 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 the recent like poke pokey pokemon go i just like i don't this is just way over my head like i don't understand this and so the same people who are telling you like no this is trying like i've had so many people in my life try to explain to me why pokemon is good and they're typically the same people who also like other anime stuff (laughs) i'm like no (laughs) i'm not gonna bother with this i do feel like I just want to say that I don't think Pokemon Go is over your head. I think it's way, <laughs> way, way under. Under my butt, yeah. Under your butt, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but so I guess now getting into Golgo. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my background with anime. But every now and then I'll see pictures online or I'll just see like a little write-up of something or somebody will do a website will do like a list of like the best you know, anime that'll blow your mind or something. And like, uh, so I've got like this little short list of movies that are supposedly these great classics and like, and, and, and also like, you know, it's very <laughs> popular online. So it's, there's lots of memes and like that kind of stuff. And sometimes you see stuff that just looks so beautiful and so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all, you know, I, and I guess I, I, I say this, I don't know for sure. You know, this this movie had a little bit of CGI, which was very weird. But uh, for yeah. the most part, it's this very like, it's cheap animation, but it's hand drawn and like it looks really nostalgic. Like it looks close enough to like I grew up on G.I. Joe and I grew up on the Ninja Turtles, the original cartoon. And like uh, this, it all like looks very close to me the way they paint the, you know, the the art. And um, I don't know, I, I guess it's not lighting in animation, but it's 
the way things are textured and things. It just all, so it kind of makes me nostalgic. And so, yeah. So going into Golgo, I guess this would have been early eighties. Um, 83. Yeah. But yeah, 83. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, uh, it looks, it kind of, I'm, I've got it playing right now as we're talking and it's like, it reminds me of GI Joe or like the real ghostbusters, which probably I might be wrong. But we're probably animated somewhere in Asia. I know that there was a lot of uh, animation done in like South Korea and stuff like that. But at the very least, they're definitely borrowing from the same kind don't, of style. I don't think. All that stuff. I think that was. I think that stuff was made here. I could be wrong. Was it okay? I'm just yeah. guessing. Like the Simpsons was all animated overseas after a point. Um, yeah. But but yeah, and I think that I think they did that because it was cheaper uh, and maybe they could work quicker. Maybe, um, maybe maybe that's the case. I do know that like just from what was that show the the toys that made us or whatever. It's like a mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix yeah. uh, documentary series. But anyway, there was uh, they talked a lot about like there's a He Man episode, there's a GI Joe episode, there's Transformers episode. But they talked about basically that they would come out with a toy and the show would follow the toy yeah. in order, to, <laughs> and it would just it was like a. Uh, almost an afterthought so they would very very cheaply and very quickly write and animate these like shows for television and then just some of them because i think they had like total freedom basically because the toys had very little like background they were essentially in charge of like writing like all of the entire mythologies so they just kind of had full you know uh what's what's the word full control to like do whatever the hell they wanted and yeah. um, and then some of those shows like became classics or at least on a nostalgic level. Um, right. So, yeah, but I think I, that that whole thing is very interesting to me, like the idea that somebody made a toy and then to sell that toy, they produced a whole television show. And like, yeah. that's a thing that went on for a long time. You know what I mean? Like there was um, it's still even, going like, on. Yeah, probably still going on. But that's what he, My Little Pony is. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Good point. And then I remember in the in the nineties. Remember there was creepy. Remember creepy crawlers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had the whole the, the toy was like a thing you made like rubber creepy bugs. crawlers. But there was there. I remember there were um, fruit snacks, the creepy uh-huh. crawlers fruit <laughs> snacks that were big, and there was a creepy crawlers television show. And then you had like street sharks, and um, what else? I mean, just a ton. There was a ton of them. There was a ton of them. That was like a the very. The Gummy Bears had a TV show. Gummy Bears. Ex- oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I watched Gummy Bears every day, I think, before or after My Little Pony. Oh, um, and I mean, this obviously this was a comic series before, but I used to watch X-Men all the time. And like, that's very. Sure. Uh, definitely. The toy line was huge. And like, there was all the, you know, action figure t- type of stuff. But, Absolutely. So but yeah. maybe this is an example of capitalism done right at its finest at its yes. finest yeah but i i yeah. could be no, it, wrong like i don't think that this looks like cheap animation i mean no i, can I see, don't like if so. you're making comparison to disney say like obviously there are things stylistically about anime mm-hmm. that I, I guess would be easier like they're the fluidity of like movement is not the same there's a you know in well, that sense but yeah so sorry so I actually I, I wouldn't say Golgo would be an example of, of okay. cheap animation, but I, I think I, what I was referring to maybe was more of like the TV shows I've seen. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, carry on though. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, okay. I thought you I thought you were saying Golgo looked like inexpensive, which like I honestly I don't know. It to me it's like particularly in the beginning, 
like that opening is so good and got me on board like so definitely it made me go i made a note that it was like why can't live action movies be this efficient because (laughs) there there is something about animation that i think is still true today even with like computer animation like that it's so laborious and still expensive Mm -hmm. um to make it nice that you really have to have your story planned. Whereas like with, you know, say like a DC superhero movie, like there's no script. They're just fucking like, they're kind of making shit up on the set as opposed to having something like locked down, like, you know, frame by frame. And it's interesting because I think we see it. One of the joys of watching an animated movie, maybe particularly as an adult, is seeing, and especially also, I guess, if you like other kinds of movies as well, is the the degree to which we like accept abstraction mm-hmm. in an animated yeah. movie is just so much higher that you yeah, can just yeah. like do so many weirder things. And with this movie, because it's in a style of animation that I haven't seen that much of the that stood out even more like the choices that they make to just like completely you know change to black and white sometimes or like stylistically you know there's no background or the background is completely abstract or whatever like they're different choices maybe than we would make in a western animated movie yeah and it was really fun to see how like especially having just watched like say french dispatch or something where you're just like shocked by the amount of weird like non-realistic choices he makes you i feel like you could this they're doing it so effortlessly seemingly yeah i feel i feel like you could like describe any sequence from this movie like each individual shot and it could feel like like in your head maybe it's like oh this sounds like it's from something you know like uh you know a bunch of completely different disparate things but like the juxtapositions Mm -hmm. work so well um and in a way, there's like, because I feel like, like especially with that intro and, and several times throughout the movie, but I feel like I'm I'm watching it and I'm feeling like if this were a movie that somebody had shot, there would have they would have shot a ton of coverage. There would have been a bunch of establishing shots. And if there hadn't mm-hmm. been, you know, we would have felt that it was disjointed. But it's like it's like efficiency on like another level. And it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it's like storytelling that's so stripped down and tight. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm like watching it. It was like amazing to me that I was able to just because how different it could be shot to shot, you know, just like the, the number of like stylistic things that they were doing. It's like, you would think that that would be insane, that it would just be too much. And, um, and I don't know. I I also felt the story was like kind of weak, um, for the most part. And a lot of the writing was like kind of whatever, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it may, may, maybe if the story had been better, it would have been distracting. I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, I could feel. I feel like this one, you could like turn the volume off and it could just play it in the background at a party or something like that mm-hmm. and be totally uh, not out of place. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, watch guess... the Japanese version? Yeah. No, I watched an English dub. Oh, okay. Oh no, I oh. watched. I watched uh, the. Uh, yeah, it was subtitled. And it so, was yeah, the, hard. I prefer Japanese. I don't really. So far, I have not liked dubs very much. I might mm-hmm. try dubs with like the Ghibli because they have like don't. good voice acting. Don't. I say right. don't. Fine. 
I say Dawn. Okay, but isn't Jason Isaacs in one of them or something? Anyway. I don't know. Um, I've seen I've seen two or three of the dubs, and I've not liked them. Even with, you know, a bunch of Oscar winners, I have not liked it near as much. But it was hard in this because you want to look at stuff so much. Like, it was hard mm-hmm. for me to be, to be reading that's, everything. But I still so think more enjoyable. Yeah, that's my thing. Is I feel like because it's so heavily visual, I can't be looking down toward the bottom mm-hmm. of the screen even just to read like the dialogue and stuff. Well, there uh, is a third option. So. What's that? Learn Japanese. Learn Japanese. True. It's true. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind knowing Japanese. That'd be cool. Lee and I are going to take that a trip really out to Japan one of these days. Yeah. What did you say, Kit? I said that would really fit fit your brand. It would. <laughs> it would. <laughs> because Japan's cool and I'm cool. So, so yeah. yeah. 100% worth watching. Like everyone, it's just so cool looking and really, really entertaining visually. But it was, it did start to get funny how repetitive Wild. <laughs> it was, where it's yeah. like he, yeah. <laughs> he gets an assignment, he meets a hot lady, he fucks the hot lady, he kills somebody, hot lady dies. Like it's just like <laughs> it's over a- and over and over. It was so funny. I would say, yeah. I would say it is debatable as to whether he fucked anybody in this movie i know i do think like of course i get what they're doing like i know why this guy is this way and you know it's it's funny and it's cool but with animation because you can literally make him have no reaction to anything like with a human actor like it's you it's hard to just completely have them be stone face yeah through everything but they can actually do it in this they can draw him to be doing nothing (laughs) yeah and it's like who i mean nothing that happens in the story feels personal to this man like at all like never i mean there's kind of the end when he's starting to struggle in the fight there was like a little bit of something Mm -hmm. um but he's just like he's he's giving you nothing for a guy who's like compared to jesus yeah (laughs) yeah he's super stone-faced uh no expression uh and it's like uh, there's something i don't know this might be a little crazy might have to delete this but i was thinking about like it seems to me like a like some japanese culture and just like some of their storytelling is it's like it's like filtered through like western movies and Mm -hmm. culture and then sort of like doubled down on uh several orders of Mm -hmm. magnitude and so it's like this is almost a parody to me um there was those french like james bond parodies that came out a few years ago with uh jean dujardin this reminded me of that a little bit yeah it's like he's because he's just he's so cool you know he's such a good killer he's 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 so perfect at what he does and uh and just yeah, the, the the cigarette in the mouth, and it reminded me of like um, like Elliot Gould uh, as Philip Marlowe or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just like it's it's so cool on top of cool on top of cool that it almost just like is nothing at that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it because like it suits the animation yeah. style, which yeah. is obviously like also a heightened version of like it is cooler than like a James Bond car chase. Like, For sure. you know, it's cooler than Blade Runner. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe just, and, and this movie was not well received. No. In America at the time. And I wonder if this is just, I mean, I kind of wonder like how, how do Japanese audiences feel about it? 
Um, like, because obviously there's also, you know, Ghibli's like the Disney of Japan, and those are extremely emotional movies with like really moving like characters and stories. So, so maybe he's maybe it's considered almost a parody over there as well. But yeah, That's I do think the true. thing that could have taken this over the top is like just make me care about this guy like a tiny bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or make him care about something a little bit. Cause I almost, I was trying to look at his fuck style and be like, cause the first time he has sex, he's truly just, he could be dead. He's just laying there. She's yeah, crawling right. all over him. <laughs> but then the second lady, he's doing a little bit more. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. So maybe this one, this lady, he likes a little nope. bit. No. Nope. And then it's like, no, she's dead and he doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> and then the next lady, he's kind of back to like doing nothing again um we do see him get on top of her <laughs> in a silhouette which is yes. nice yes yes exactly and i'm and like can, oh okay <laughs> and can, can we also have to call out that second lady who ends up being his target uh he shows up assaults one of her bodyguards and then they take him into custody and then the next scene is her sitting across from him completely naked talking to him and then she starts masturbating um <laughs> it's just it's wild stuff. Well, and this is what I mean, because, like, I'm kind of reconstructing anime based on Castlevania, and, like, those sex scenes helped me make a lot of sense of Castlevania, because I'm like, wow, is this, like, what all anime is like, or is this just, like, a horny, Americanized video well, game version of very, it? It's like, oh, no, this... <laughs> they're very censored. Like, you can't, like, like uh, I think... I think that's why like a lot of like hentai and stuff exists. And I'm, I'm like, I actually asked one of my notes is, is this porn? Like, is it supposed to be like a softcore porn? And I think it's just because they're so censored, but not as much with animation. I think it's like, right. this is, well, this, this is what is sexually like most... repressed animators look like. <laughs> to me, this is like more graphic sex than we, than I can think of seeing in like a live action american movie really i mean obviously just animation can do things that a camera would struggle <laughs> to do right. i think um yeah, for sure but yeah and i don't i don't hate it i think it's as part of the like visual it's cool to me that they treat like assassinating a guy and boning a lady with the same kind of like visual creativity like yeah. i think that's kind of cool i just wish it didn't happen like 20 times <laughs> in the movie <laughs> like the same thing um yeah, yeah as, as well, much as much as i do think it is um visually like very efficient um there is i was thinking about it and like so the movie opens with like establishing him as an assassin he shoots somebody in an airport. By the way, he shoots two people at an airport in this movie. And it's just like, man, remember... I thought as soon as it opened at an airport, I was like, oh, Mike's going to like this. Remember when the you airport? Could... Yeah. Remember when you could just assassinate people in airports and it was no problem? <laughs> yeah. Now you got the TSA freaking breathing time. down your neck. <laughs> um, but, I say uh, that because you like Die Hard 2 more than Die Hard 1 just because it's at an airport. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. An airport just, tops it's, building. It's the building to... at the beginning is also very Nakatomi Tower. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's very true. And years before it. 
Um, but it's, it's, so he, they establish him, he, it, he's doing a hit and then like it immediately cuts to him doing another hit. And that hit is the one that's mm-hmm. the like catalyst. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, it's like two. And then, so the, you have three rapid succession hit jobs that he does. And I guess it feels like it, the, I understand why the third one with the lady is important because it's meant to establish that someone is hunting him while he hunts other people. Right. But it's mm-hmm. like they spend so much time with this this woman and this story that you think that's the movie. So it's like every time mm-hmm. it's like every time the it feels like the movie kind of starts three times in the first 30 to 40 minutes. And then by the time you he totally. starts like it's by the time he actually starts investigating what's happening while he's trying to conduct his business. It's like, okay, now I understand what this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I was going to say about the, uh, <clears throat> what the, the sex scenes, I think actually holds true for most of the movie um, where I did, I did enjoy this and it's like, you look at it and it's like visually very pleasing and all that kind of stuff. But like with the sex scenes, it's like, should I have been aroused by this or like, like, was it just like, I, I don't know. It was like it was yes. all very yeah, visually yes. interesting. Okay, but it, but at no point was I like into it on the level of like I'm very excited to see how this assassination goes, or I'm I, very I excited mean, I to think see part this of naked it lady. Is because he is just not a character. Yeah, that's part. That's could be. Yeah, yeah. And, but also, I think part of it's the repetition. I think the yes. fact that like Andrew's saying, like by the time you get to like the third killing, you're like okay, uh, but. But yeah, I don't know. It's it was a weird split between just finding this visually extremely, you know, pleasing and creative and interesting. And then on a story level being like, I don't really care about this that much. Uh, no, but but it was have cool. you guys. Have, well, go ahead. Uh, have, have either of you seen Belladonna of Sadness? Uh uh-uh. OK, so it's an anime, but it's even it's more like there's a lot of like it's like a still painting and then they kind of pan over it or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's not nearly as much like actual animation. Uh, I watched it a few weeks ago and it's about like a witch. It was, I don't know. It was a more interesting story and it was a very cool visual style, but it was another thing that just like it passed by. And by the end of it, I was like, it felt, I don't know, somehow empty or something. Like I hadn't just watched a movie like, um, anyways, I don't know. That's another one that you hear. You'll hear a lot about on like kind of the artsy lists. I feel like I'm okay with that. Like I really, would I so often don't understand a movie anyway that like for it to be really like visually stimulating is like that's fine with me like I would watch this again definitely yeah, um, yeah absolutely. but I don't think it's going to be like it can't be die hard because you don't love anybody who's that's, in it yeah. like it can't really become your favorite movie <laughs> you know right it's I think the the word the phrase would be it's not a, it doesn't feel like a full meal it feels like mm-hmm just it's like when you when i see like a really striking painting or something like that it doesn't have any real cultural historical context you're just kind of like wow like that's really beautiful and then on to the next one or something but it does seem like i mean there were echoes of so many other movies in this to me yeah like there was skyfall again 100 percent uh-huh you know blade runner obviously which is before um but it's all it's just it's always uh, interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, it's before. Sorry. Blade Runner's eighty one. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. I think. Um 
it's always interesting to me when like this is something that's obviously taking from like American media, but then we like take. <laughs> I think it's fair to say like take back from, from it. Yeah. Um, Eighty-two. So I wonder. I do wonder if this would have already been in production when this came out. It's like I. I wonder Maybe. if it's yeah. It's I do I do I do agree though. I think there's like a ton of a ton of stuff that feels like like I'm sure most of the movies that we would say pulled from this have no idea it exists, but it does feel like ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was reviewed by like the L.A. Times and the New York Times, and like it got <coughs> a release here. But yeah, although it's. I think a lot of those reviews weren't until like the nineties. Cause I, I was, when I was really? looking at it on Wikipedia, it, I, I might be mistaken, but it looked like, yeah, like they weren't, uh, like it was maybe in the early nineties. I had an American release or something. I don't know if it was hmm. at the same time as the Japanese release or not, but, and then there was some of the reviews were also like when it had its DVD release, this internet critic said this about the DVD or something. But, uh, anyhow, one thing that almost got me like on a more than visual level uh, was the snake guy, like the guy that was like this weird, like magical snake oh, yeah. assassin kind of character. Yeah. I thought that was a weird, because otherwise it was a pretty, gra- I mean, it was obviously, it was a cartoon. It was very outlandish in a lot of ways, but it was grounded in the sense of like, th- these are guns and cars and people and that kind of stuff. And then yeah. there was this like mystical, weird magic guy. Um, well, that's the premise uh, of the movie <laughs> is that somebody is trying to kill Gogol, Gogo, and so, uh, like people aren't able to do it. So he's got to find, yeah. so he starts finding like superhumans or whatever. And I agree. Right. The big snake was like really, really unnerving to look at when they first introduced yeah. him. And he's just like slithering down the side of a, of a uh, helicopter or whatever. And just the yeah. level of the level of violence was um, surprising, even considering the movie prior to that. Um, and then also the sexual violence too which uh, yeah. it was just like a, a real stark contrast, I felt, to Gogo. Um, yeah, very very uncomfortable to look it at. It must be, I was thinking about, like, during the rape scenes, like, how weird it would be to sit there and think of, like, how do we animate rape? Like, because in some ways it's no different from the sex scenes that they've been doing, but there is a different, like, the right. way, particularly her reactions, obviously. Um, but yeah, that just must be a weird, a strange assignment, you know, I'm sure that they didn't have trouble finding somebody to, uh, to <laughs> illustrate. I got some, I got some, I got some funny things. I thought it was funny that, uh, towards the end they call into, or maybe not towards the end, sort of, sort of towards the middle when the, I think they've got like, it's like every, every U S, um, mm-hmm. agency or whatever has like teamed up, uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to take down Gogo, and it's like an FBI guy or something, and he calls into Computer One, and Computer One <laughs> is just a dude sitting at a computer, <laughs> which I thought was really, I thought was really funny. What was that building that just said USA, USA, USA? Oh, that's that's a very famous and definitely real building in San Francisco, California. <laughs> that was also. Very I was just funny. like, is that like FBI headquarters or something? <laughs> speak, speaking, yeah, you of, get the idea. Speaking of that scene, so the whole thing is he knows he's being tracked at this point, so he's trying to, um, he's trying to like get around that by doing something especially mm-hmm. unexpected, and so instead of being in the building 
across from where his target is. He's in the building across from the building where his target is. So he has to shoot through the building, which is cool. I thought that was cool, yeah. I thought it was really cool, but I didn't like that they explained the whole thing before it happened. I thought yeah. it would have been. Always do that. I well, I feel like the normal thing is the re- is like a reveal. It's just like where is this? Dude no, but they do that. I've noticed that in anime, like there's a car anime that I did that I used for our video, where like <laughs> the k- people are driving and there's these two characters standing on the track who are telling you like everything that they're about to do, like right before we see them do it. Which is two and two two of those instances makes me go. Oh, that must be like a trope of this genre or something. That <laughs> like they explain the action before the action happens or something. Part of it could be it's probably very difficult in animation to establish like this building is across the street from this building, which is across the street from this. I mean, it, obviously there are ways to do it, but like it could just be very difficult to be like. I mean, I get unless you go like way far, like zoom way out and show him in one building to the other building, which would have been cool, I guess. But like, uh, yeah, maybe them explaining it to us was, yeah. Yeah. I'd show the end of his gun and I'd have the bullet coming out of it and you'd be following the bullet through the building into the guy's head. And then you just, the camera would just trace back to like him through the building we just went through. That's what I would do. Okay. I'm basically Brad Bird. That's yeah. like uh, that's in um, in Wanted. They do that exact thing in Wanted. No, I haven't seen that. I'm whoever directed that as well. Isn't that McHugh? Oh. No, it's or... Timur <laughs> no. Berkman Batov or whatever. Timur. Timur. Oh yeah, the uh, Night Watch guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Russian Russian dude. Yeah. Whatever happened to McHugh? He's still out there. He yeah, produces. He? he produces yeah. like nine one one or something, doesn't he? Well, it, the TV show. Yeah. I thought so he produces stuff. Okay. He also did. Nine one one's probably Dick Wolf. Wait, what? Nine one one might be Dick Wolf. I don't know. Oh yeah, he does. Um, what does he do? He did the the, the two like babysitter, uh, slasher movies. On Netflix, do you know what I'm talking about with Samara Weaving? Uh, mm, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, people liked those sort of. Um, and then he okay. did. He did. You're talking the, about Mick G, by the way. Oh shit! You're right. Well, who's McQ? Oh, is there a McQ? McQ is Christopher McQuarrie. Oh, oh okay. I'm talking no, about. McG. I was thinking of. I, I was thinking of. McG. Yeah, I was thinking of McG. McQ. I've been spending too much time in the Q and on. See, the difference is McQ McQuarrie is uh, cool enough to not call himself that, and McG <laughs> McG is just uncool enough to uh, mm-hmm. call, definitely call himself that. How the hell do you Google McG? You, oh, there you go. He's got second yeah. result. His Not IMDb first is, result. is Mick G. Like, that's his yeah. name. Well, so the first result <laughs> is the, uh, it's some sort of informed healthcare strategies. Probably Midwest. I don't know. But then he's number two. Mick G, IMDb. Yeah. He directed a bunch <laughs> of, looks like he was. I didn't an, know he looked like that. He was an executive producer on uh, Supernatural and, uh, Turner and the Turner and Hooch TV show. Man, his yeah, he did a bunch. He's done a bunch of TV, but he, that's McHugh that I just or I mean McG, McG, yeah, because <laughs> he was doing like I mean he was he had he directed a Terminator sequel, and I uh-huh. think it the it's bad, but I think it's like the most underrated Terminator <laughs> sequel. And hmm. then yeah, since then 
It's just not good. Anyway, whatever. Who cares about McG? Why am, why am I spending all my time with this? I'm just looking at his list here. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff I haven't heard of. He did two. He did. He did the the two best Charlie's Angels movies. So oh, I forgot there was a third at Charlie's Angels. <laughs> well, the third is like a yeah. reboot, and it's boring. The yeah. third one was the classic thing where they make it with ladies instead of uh, the original. Yeah. Charlie's Angels. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if they made a, a, a Charlie's Angels and it was all dudes? I could. Yes, I can imagine that. I, I could. I don't think I would see the film, but I could picture them doing that. I think I think you'd go see it. I think you'd be there. Day That's one. about as creative as we get anymore. Yeah. Take some identity characteristic of the protagonist and then your your new idea is to remake that film. But <laughs> flip it. Just flip it. Do you think? But don't forget. Don't forget. Also make the movie bad. Yes, yeah. you also have to make the movie <laughs> somehow like way less entertaining. Do, do you think? Do you think the Ghostbusters dude, you know, the guy who refused to review the movie because he was never going to see it? You remember that guy? Okay. That guy is my hero. Yeah, by the way. I know. Do you, do you do you think that dude would do the same thing for Charlie's Angels? <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe man. he'd be more inclined. I don't know. I don't Didn't, know. Did uh, either of you see the new new Ghostbusters? I did. Yet. I did. I wonder yet. if he saw it. Did he go see it? I would like to find out. I feel like yeah. he must. He had to have posted a video. I love that video. Yeah, I watched. I not even that long ago. I watched the video of him being like, "Nope, I'm not gonna watch it." <laughs> nope, and like the video itself is very funny, but then also just remembering the reaction to that video and how angry so many people were. <laughs> like people wrote articles about that uh, video, and uh, as and great. then and then, that'd be and then so funny. It is funny. <laughs> It's amazing because like, if, like I a, wonder... if that happened to our podcast or something. Yeah, I hope yeah, it does. I said I didn't like Spider-Man No Time to Die. No, that's just James Bond. Spider-Man, whatever. Spider-Man, far three Spider-Mans. Home. What, far or, from home. Far and from, yeah. somebody was like, wrote an article about me not liking that movie. Right. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be pretty funny. That'd be awesome. Um, but I feel like, <laughs> do you? I kind of wonder if, if that guy had not made that video and like helped spark the outrage... Do you think those same people who came down on him would have tried, would have bent over backwards trying to defend the movie after it came out and pretend <laughs> it was good? You know what I mean? Right. Like how yeah. how much of how much of the like tidal wave of bullshit that followed that movie <laughs> did that did that one just completely <laughs> monotone, probably midwestern weirdo in his basement <laughs> saying, "Nope, not gonna see it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, uh, like, just, just one the, man can make a difference. The amount know? of people in skyscrapers behind <laughs> behind keyboards furiously typing because they <laughs> because they saw that that one weirdo who probably had like 10, 10 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube prior to that uh, moment. Oh, so good. It's great. So you know what? I think here's what it, here's what that tells me that it tr- it's true that one person can make a difference. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he is my hero to this day. I, every day I wake up and I say, how can it be like but, whatever that guy's name is? Him and Ken, the, Ken Bone. This is the interesting. So that movie. Ken Bone. That movie flopped, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it did. It did really bad. That movie. I think it made. I, Ghostbusters? I, I think it. I think it did OK. I, I don't like, know if it made a profit. But. To the extent that it did OK. Gosh, man, there could be an interesting book about that. Like, yeah. Did it do. Was it fueled? By people seeing it out of spite for <laughs> some imagined adversary. 
Yeah. Or did it get basically the same amount of interest, which is not very much because nobody cares? Like, I, I just, I'm so curious. I honestly, obviously, yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't think we'll ever know because it's like, the movie was bad, but it was also, like, not the worst fucking thing Fine. I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I feel like, like, uh, you know, just just the IP alone, if people hadn't been complaining about it for months ahead of time, like, maybe that would have, you know, they could have made uh, their budget back from, you know, parents taking their kids to see another Ghostbusters movie or whatever. But it, it seems like that was marketing that they didn't have to pay. For. That was so much marketing that they didn't pay for. Yeah. Like, but it was also negative movie press. Was so much more in the, con but that doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Remember, <laughs> that's I what I think, think the legacy of that movie is. Is like, just say you're making an like an all gay Fast and the Furious, and like whether people like that or not, like that's it's certainly not the movie's own merits that are going to get people to see it. So. I just for the listener, uh, <clears throat> when Kit said all gay fast and the furious, Andrew literally <laughs> ran out of his bedroom. Yeah. Andrew's gone. His chair is empty. So now. I think he's either I'm here. I'm repulsed waiting for... at the idea or he's either, he's so, no. he thinks that that's a real thing that is in the theater and he just ran to the theater to see it. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for a very important package that, they're telling me I have to sign for. It's like a thing. Okay. I, it's a thing I need for work. And I'm going, I ordered something for a trip that I'm taking for work that I get on the plane for tomorrow. It was supposed to come yesterday and it didn't. And now it's supposed to come today and I need it. And oh. so I have to keep getting up. So okay. deal with no it, worries. bud. We're just going to make fun of you every time you do it. That's fine. That's mm -hmm. fine. Um, Ghostbusters. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I'll throw this out there. I think that there is actually a much, much smaller than we would estimate because we're, I think we're in this group but I think the group of people who give a shit enough about movies to read about them online mm -hmm. is probably very small and like we think like oh well that must be what makes Marvel so popular because people read about it online or you know that's what's totally going to tank Ghostbusters because people read it was bad or something but I think that <laughs> most people just go to the movie just you know people that will never encounter people who don't give a shit about movies other than just like this is a way to spend Two hours. So See, I don't think you know what I honestly. I honestly, I honestly don't know if that's true anymore. Yeah. Like when when a movie becomes a political hot point, like yeah. I could easily see, you know, somebody's weirdo anti-vax Q aunt on Facebook posting some outrage meme about them making the Ghostbusters female. I'm like not I yeah. like I I I absolutely see that happening. I it's like I But I, my point is is that is that 70 million dollars worth of box office? That particular woman you've described there? I, I doubt it. Like there's like probably some person that exists. Yeah. Yeah, and would but she have gone maybe right? I do know that, that yeah. Disney Disney is deliberately so like you know, Disney is incompetent on the one hand. On the other hand, they're like extremely competent. So like I don't know. But Disney is definitely deliberately starting controversies about its movies at this mm. point. Like Disney is saying, we're going to put out a press release that this character is gay and some people are going to like that. And some people are not going to like that, but either way there'll be 500,000 articles written about it. Right. <laughs> and I think, I think for free marketing, I don't know that Disney cares what your feelings are about a particular movie, but they want you to have heard of it. 
Sure. And like, and that's probably the people you're talking about who like don't read about movies. They still will hear like Moana, like on the wind in the distance, and be like, "That's a <laughs> that's a movie. <laughs> Let's go see that." You know. Yeah. So, so I don't think the substance of you know, Mike, you may have heard the media is the message. Oh yes, that's a that's a good point. Did you just make that up? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't think it matters like what the content of the argument is. It's just that the argument is a means of disseminating the title of the film, and that's right. how most people decide what movie to see. Is you know have what they though? heard the title of the film. <laughs> Here's their mistake: Ghostbusters 2016 titled their movie the same. It's the same title as yeah. another very popular film. Yeah, so right. maybe it doesn't work. The strategy does not work if you. Yeah. Well, no, just... you didn't hear. They've changed the title. What is it now? It's called Ghostbusters colon Pussy Edition. Answer the call. Oh, is that actually Wait. what they're referring to it now? Yeah. If you if you I, Google it, it the is, latest one? No, twenty sixteen is Ghostbusters what? Answer the Call. Yeah. I swear to God. Are you kidding me? No, you Google it. It says if you buy the Blu-ray, underneath it printed says <coughs> answer the call. It's like wow, what they've I've never heard that before. It's like what they've tried to do with uh Edge of what is it, Edge of Tomorrow? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, live die repeat. Mm-hmm. Live, live die repeat. It's like the, yeah. the So they actually did realize that that was a mistake. So yeah, yeah, do you absolutely. think that they'll retitle like Halloween and Scream and No. No, like, I don't. I think I also okay. don't I I don't think I don't know like The Ghostbusters one seems pretty official. The Edge of Tomorrow one seems like almost just like Okay, we we hear people writing about this online. We think this is why this movie didn't go very didn't do very well because its title is more boring than flavorless oatmeal. But um, we'll just put we'll just on the brand because it still says Edge of Tomorrow like on the box. But like you know how they right. put like mm-hmm. the the log line or whatever um, you know on the box with the title. The log line is like the entire. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Tom Cruise, and it's like in big block letters, "Live, Die, Repeat," and then in tiny letters, "Edge of Tomorrow." So, I don't know. What's the new new Ghostbusters called? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh, okay. I would like to see it. I think you were telling me, Andrew, that you think I would enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, okay. you know, I have a, I, <laughs> I have a, a very mixed track record with recommending movies to you guys, but I yeah, um, but I didn't. I I enjoyed it. Didn't love it, but I enjoyed yeah. it. I think I'd give it a go. All right. Anyways, anime. Back to the anime. <laughs> Do we have any more notes or uh, thoughts on Go Go? Um, let me see. I hated the the CGI sequence. I thought that was stupid. That was so very I, weird. I kind of i I did kind of appreciate the sentiment. Just just like I don't know. I I, I there was something about like. Im- like just the fact that this movie already feels like throwing whatever they could at the wall and seeing what sticks. And then it's just like, Oh, here's a new type of thing that people are doing. I mean, this is 1983 too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's traditional CG and stop motion in the titles. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is pretty, it's, it's pretty wild. It is pretty wild. It's not something I think of with anime, like 80s I mean, anime. I don't think and, computers. And like they had like, like, CG sequences and feature films is like very recent at this time. Like I think wrath of Khan had only come out two years before that. And that has like a 10 second CGI sequence. And then when did Tron come out? The 82. 
Tron is, I think, 80, but that's not okay. that's not CGI. It just looks like it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's a different process. I can't remember what it's called, but I read a whole essay on it once. Um, it's huh. not rotoscoping? I don't remember. But there's some, it's something, I don't even really it's something, remember it's something different. It's good. You should watch it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it holds up. I think up. I've seen it. I, I know I've seen the Daft Punk one, but I don't yeah. remember the original. Um, but yeah, I do. So yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like it in the movie, but I kind of like the idea behind somebody being like, yeah, let's try this. Let's look at all this other weird yeah. shit we've done. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of, uh, the Dire Straits music video. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, have you seen that Andrew? Uh-uh. The one, uh, okay. Uh, you probably have, you probably yeah. have seen it, but don't, I, I can send you the video. Anyways, not not important. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, my last two notes are: Do you guys think silver and gold sleep in the same bed? <laughs> and this movie is nuts. Is my final note. So that's about it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked watching it. I thought mm-hmm. it was very. It was very easy to watch. Uh, the story was not very good. And there's, you know, I think we could, if they want to teleport us back to 1983, I think we could fix it. Um, but it mm-hmm. it was cool to watch, and I I agree I would watch it again. Huh, it's not one of the first YouTubers. Um, yeah, I think if I were to fix this movie, I would uh, flesh it out a little. So first of all, you got to get Golgo, just crack me a smile just here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, something. But then flesh it out a little more. So like, uh, have you guys seen the Charles Bronson movie, The Mechanic? Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. So like, there's if, if I'm remembering correctly, possibly maybe I'm mixing up with the driver with. Uh, uh, but well, anyways, there's like, like kind of fairly elaborate scenes where he's like setting up a kill or he's yeah. setting up like a job. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's with this one, it was hard to really be blown away by how cool Golgo was because he just is the greatest and yeah. best and like, but yeah, so it would have been cool. Like when, especially the kill where he assassinates the guy through the building, you know, but to see him like. He goes into the hotel. He go, asks if he can ex- examine their executive suite. You know, he kind of like does his homework beforehand and he maybe takes some mm-hmm. kind of a measurement. And we're like, what the hell is he doing? And then we find out like, oh, he's got this like kill from like, you know, you know, however far away, 300 yards away or something. Um, mm-hmm. So stuff like that, I think would have really made the movie like I could have gotten into it on that level beyond just being blown away by how cool I, it looked and creative it was visually. But, I feel uh, like the only yeah. character payoff for me. And it was cool. I did like this. Was when the dad is falling out of the building. Yeah. And he yeah, shoots cool. him. He shoots him yeah. in the head because yeah. he told that guy that he would that he would kill him. And I'm like, okay. So it to be said that's the only thing that we know about his personality is that he does what he says he's gonna do. Right. Um well, that yeah, like with like, the uh, that was a I, good moment. I, I did the like priest at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like the story reveal that the kid, his son, had paid him to assassinate him. Thought that was like yeah, that's kind of fun. <coughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, I liked his death scene, which was just like him basically saying like, "This has been like a good way for me to deal with my grief and anger is trying to kill you." <laughs> it's like I thought that was kind of that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. Yeah. The actually the uh, car chase, I think after he kills the guy in the tower, 
I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like where he sends the car up over the hill. Yeah. And it's great. empty yeah. and they all blow it away and then he like hops over. So yeah, there was cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's like I can't really rave about the movie. He does but that I would twice, certainly recommend though. it. Oh, does he? Yeah, okay. he does. He he like like sends a car to be to be shot up while he quietly escapes. Like it happened five minutes oh, earlier in the movie. So the, yeah, <laughs> not the one at the beach, but the one no, where it's like the, the one highways. Ta- yeah, but that that's the one. That's so the one at the beach. He gets uh-huh. in the car and they immediately start shooting it, and then it right. cuts to him having you know escaped out the other side. He's swimming <laughs> away, and then yeah. and then and then ten minutes later or whatever, he sends his car out on the bridge, and then you see him through the flames. Yeah, uh, that was the one though that I thought was particularly cool. The beach one, I was confused as to how the hell he got out of the car <laughs> yeah. uh, before they shot it up. But anyhow, well, uh, I guess is that our notes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. I- so uh, let's see here. That's all I got. <laughs> it's time for. It's been a while, folks, but it's time for the cruise minute. Anybody got anything? I got two things. Well, I got one thing with a part with a second part to it. So uh, it came out today or maybe yesterday that they are like Tom, like the movie producers behind the movie. Tom Cruise was supposed to film in space and apparently is allegedly still supposed to film in space, even though it was supposed to film last October. Um. They're building a movie studio in space, which totally sounds like a thing that will absolutely happen and 100% not not happen. Um, right. But uh, I'm just like scrolling through all the headlines for it. And my favorite one, because, you know, like a hundred different websites are going to post an article about this. And then a, a hundred thousand more bots, AI bots are going to like rewrite it and have it not make any sense. <laughs> And yeah. to, you got You got to stand out these days. You know, you got to you got to draw people to those clicks. And the thumbnail image is is the picture of the mock up of the space station. And it's all pixelated. And then the headline is there's something weirdly sexual about the Tom Cruise space station. <laughs> uh, so that's my cruise news. I thought that was really funny. It's good cruise news. Mm-hmm. What is the third movie, Mike? It's Wicked City. Wicked City, okay. 1987, Wicked City. I think it's about, like, demons and stuff. I'm not sure. It cool. looks really cool. Like, visually, it looks really cool. <clears throat> but I don't know. And then Angel's, Angel's Egg. Angel's Egg looks really pretty. It looks really pretty. I think that's it's more of, like, maybe an Ew. artsy one, where it's, like, a girl has to protect an egg, or she just carries an egg through a wasteland or something. I was like, that sounds good. Plus, the plus thing, or the, uh, the good thing about these films, not a one of them is more than 90 minutes, I don't believe. I so, like, know. Angel's Egg is is uh 71 minutes hell yeah wicked city i've got an hour 22 so that's 71 minutes yeah it's gonna be a short one so this will be a quick trip looks really gross yeah it's probably pretty violent but i thought it would be fun to watch 70 70 couldn't be more violent than castlevania so we're fine angels angels egg is only 11 minutes uh or 10 minutes longer than the minimum amount of time to your movie has to be to be considered feature length yeah but I mean, Dumbo is like three minutes longer than sixty minutes, so I think it's like hey, an hour and three minutes or something, and it's great. I so. was, I was going to ask you guys, and this maybe isn't podcast talk, except that it is about well, movies. Let me should okay. I wrap it up first, and then we'll do it. Okay. Sure. Thank you for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week for. But oh Mike, wait, wait, Mike, wait. wait, hey, Mike, hold on a second. The what listeners. is it, Andrew? I'm trying to finish up the podcast over well, here. Well, the thing is, the listeners want to know what are we going to be talking about next week. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Idiot.
it's true. <laughs> Ooh, Sarah's cooking chicken soup. I can smell it. Mm. Um, join us next week for 1985's Angel's Egg, another anime. <laughs> All right. Uh, slow motion triple feature was recorded in. Oh, I didn't write anything. It was recorded in Neo Tokyo, the building that was in between. The build, so we were in the building that he shot through. Okay, we were all very startled. I think we were in the car. We were in one of the decoy cars. (laughs) Okay. Oh no. Yeah, I was in the trunk of the car that got pulled into the ocean.